Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Heating and cooling in Baraboo. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock as we get started on a Wednesday morning. How did you fare yesterday with temperatures that easily made it into the 90s and not much of a breeze? And then uh, a little bit of severe weather overnight. We'll be catching up with Stumuck, our ag meteorologist, and weather details and what happened overnight in just a moment. Remember, if you've got rainfall reports, you can call me now, toll free, 877 877- 301 farm that's 8773013276 let me know what happened in your backyard with weather so as far as the forecast is concerned today it's still going to be another warm one 86 are expected high under partly cloudy skies tonight down to 61 tomorrow back up to 87 then on friday uh, we've got a little bit of a break down to 83 saturday we drop back to 79 but again Looks like the wet weather is behind us, at least according to this forecast. We'll see what Stu has to say about that. The Wisconsin State FFA has made a final decision on what they're going to do as far as the election of their next state officers and presentation of all their awards. The board of directors met this week, and we've got the announcement for you coming up before 6. Josh Scramlin talking with our friend Jeff Hicken from the Department of Public Instruction. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. There has been a lot of questions and unknowns, especially when it comes to getting funding that can be crucial for any business, especially those in agriculture right now because of COVID-19. From the western end of the world's longest barn in Lacrosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. And Pam, you went straight for the source for getting some new details on CFAP funding. Yeah, you're right, Caitlin. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn. That's Corona Farm Assistance Program, CFAP for short. And I'll tell you what. It's a phrase that a lot of farmers across the state are going to have to get familiar with fast. Sandy Chalmers is the executive director of the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices, and uh, they have got the application process rolling. And I asked Sandy, you know, given the fact that staff is not in the office, they're all working remotely. uh, This is a complex program. Uh, What is the tone in the office like these days? Well, you know, Pan, this is really the exciting time of rolling out a program where we're trying to communicate to the producers what it is they need to know to fill out that application and get that payment issued to them. Um, we are doing a lot of webinars, outreach, podcasts, uh, you name it, we've done it. Um, and Obviously, our offices are not fully staffed right there now. I think every producer knows that. We have uh, a maximum of two people in the office, and we're doing business with our producers by phone or email, or we could have a virtual meeting with you. Um, we're, we're not 
having face-to-face interaction with producers at this time. So it is a little bit different scenario than when producers are used to walking into the office and sitting across the the desk from an FSA employee and walking through the application. So it it is a bit of a challenge logistically, uh, but we've been planning for this for the last month and a half, and we're ready to go. And, of course, our phones are absolutely lighting up right now. That's one thing I want to make sure that we're stressing to people, uh, making those appointments before they come try to make connection with the county office, and also preparing. As you look at how this program is being implemented, Sandy, how do farmers and their their agribusiness partners need to prepare with information to make sure that they're making their application move as smoothly as possible? Right. Um, if I had to do the Cliff's Notes version of this program, it's basically assistance to producers who suffered a 5% or greater price decline or had um, impact due to, to marketing disruptions. Um, so basically, for almost every commodity, we're looking at the price change from mid-January to mid-April. So that's the basic time frame for most commodities. So for dairy, what you need to know to fill out that application is the number of pounds you marketed during January, February, and March, and you need that broken out by month. And you can include your dump milk, disposed milk, and those totals. Mm-hmm. For livestock, you need to know what livestock you owned on January 15th of this year and had an ownership interest in, and you sold between January 15th and April 15th. You can also, for for beef uh, and pigs, hogs, lambs, and yearlings, you also need to know your highest owned inventory that was subject to price risk between April 16th and May 14th. Mm. So I know producers are always thinking, are already thinking about what records they have on hand that would uh, provide documentation of that inventory and sales. For crops, we look at um, it's 50% of your total 2019 production or your 2019 production on hand on January 15th, and that would be your unpriced inventory, and we will pay the smaller of the two. But you need to know both numbers, 2019 total production and uh, inventory, unpriced inventory on hand on January 15th. Now, a, a question we're getting a lot in the dairy state is, is corn silage eligible for payment? And the answer is yes. It is eligible for payment, even though it's not necessarily subject to price risk. Um, but you would use a conversion factor looking at your tons of silage times 7.94 bushels per ton, and that will give you the number of uh, corn bushels. Right, right. Now, what about something like hay or alfalfa, Sandy? That's another one of those critically important foodstuffs for our animals. Anything that we know clarified on that? Um, 
in in general, forage is not eligible uh, because it's not subject to price risk, and we have kind of a carve-out for corn silage. But on any of these questions, um, on very specific scenarios or commodities, you can go to farmers.gov or by all means give your your county office a holler by phone or email, and they can answer those questions for you. And to be fair, there may be some revisions in this program as we put it in place. I mean, like you mentioned, it is designed to cover every commodity, everything we produce in agriculture across the United States. So there may very well have to be some revisions as we move forward. Um, this challenge has been, or this this program has been a unique challenge. I have to say, when you look at the the crops and commodities that are covered. Um, just some examples, asparagus, avocados, grapefruit, pigs, feeder calves, milk. Um, it's been quite a challenge to kind of put a frame around this program and, and treat all those different commodities and crops in a, in a fair way. So um, there are always unique scenarios for every industry sector. And um, farming practices, of course, vary across the country. So there are different types of silage um, or haylage that are fed to animals. So um, it does usually take some time for all those details to settle out. Um, but don't, again, don't hesitate to ask your, your local county office. That's why they're, they're there to assist the farmers in um, completing their applications and gathering the documentation that is necessary to, to apply. Sandy Chalmers along with us, State Executive Director for our Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices all across the state. And again, remember, you can take a look at the CFAP application and the online eligibility forms at farmers.gov backslash CFAP. And uh, also, Sandy, we are, we're, I'm getting a lot of emails, a lot of uh, social media messages. Farmers are very anxious about this program because it means so much to them as far as financial survival right now. And I think they are absolutely paranoid that the money is going to run out. What do you say to them? Well, um, I understand that concern, and um, I'm hearing the same thing, Pam. And there, there is genuine fear that FSA is going to run out of money. So people are feeling that they need to rush to get their applications in. Um, FSA structured this program to help to ensure the availability of funding. Whether you're the first person in the country to apply or the last on August 28th, um, the way we structured it is that every producer will get uh, 80% of the payment up front and then when the secretary has reasonable assurance that there's enough money there, then the remainder will be paid out. Um, you know, there are a lot of commodities that have suffered an impact in this country um, that USDA doesn't gather price information on. So there was no way for us to set payment rates. So there is a process for those producers or producer groups to petition USDA and provide documentation to um, establish why they believe they are eligible, um, something to prove that they've suffered that 5% or more price decline. So um, there are some unknowns with this program, but as I said, it's structured 
so that everybody gets 80% up front and then the remainder will be paid out down the road um, when there is assurance that uh, the funding is sufficient. So start gathering your documentation today on all elements of your farm that will qualify for some form of direct payment under the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, better known as CFAP. And then the next step, reaching out to your county Farm Service Agency office, set up an appointment online or over the phone or via a webinar to start getting your application process uh, moving in the right direction with success. Again, you can find some of this detailed information at farmers.gov backslash CFAP, or as Sandy said, talk to your local county farm service agency office. Sandy Chalmers, our state executive director for FSA, one of many conversations we'll be having with her over the course of this program. I'm Pam Yonke. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The Wisconsin Army National Guard salutes the high school graduating class of 2020. We recognize all of your hard work and the resilience you've demonstrated during this historic time for our country. Those are the traits of a great citizen soldier. You can continue to stand out and be a leader in your community as a soldier in the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Learn more about the benefits of part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard, aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Let our family help your family. You deserve the last word. This is Pete Gunderson of Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. You want the last word to say exactly what you want to say. At Gunderson, we'll discuss a variety of affordable options that you can easily prearrange with us. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Julie Bowen for the March of Dimes, asking you to help save premature babies. As a mother of three healthy boys, it makes me sad to think that more than a million babies around the world die every year because they're born too soon, and that our country has one of the highest rates of infant death of any developed country. Let's work together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com to find out how you can make a difference in your community and around the world. For over 85 years, Goodman's Jewelers has been a downtown destination worth reaching. A Madison landmark, Goodman's Jewelers has always been able to adjust to the times. And during this pandemic, they've stepped up to meet this latest challenge. Here's owner John Hayes. As things begin to return to normal, we want you, our customers, to know that we've taken the necessary steps to assure we're COVID compliant. We care about your safety. We've been in the business to make memories, and we want to make those memories continue. Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, serving Madison since 1933. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, 520 now as we start a Wednesday where some folks are uh, trying to figure out how much rain they got, some folks picking up branches later today, some folks like Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, sitting in the darks. When did you say your power went out? Just before 9 o'clock last night, and the last I heard from the utility they're unsure when it will be back 
Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a lot of those kinds of reports this morning. It really all depends on where you are. I know husbands up at the farm uh, this week trying to get planting done. Uh, my man Stan up in that neck of the woods said they only picked up about a tenth of an inch of rain which is wonderful if we're trying to plant. But I wonder, you know, what else we're learning about this storm? It seems like the winds were definitely there. The winds were a big deal, my friend Paul, out near Banner, eastern Fond du Lac County. An inch and 58 hundredths of rain, a 71-mile-per-hour wind gust. And I don't doubt that looking around my yard. A lot of things all over. The Fond du Lac Airport, an inch and 14 one hundredths. I had 65 hundredths in my gauge. My buddy John, 85 hundredths, uh, 73 hundredths at La Crosse, 69 hundredths officially at Madison. Eau Claire, just 21 hundredths. The cool front that brought rain and that heat yesterday has dropped off to the south now, south of Wisconsin. That's where most of the rain is. Oh, Racine, Kenosha still having some rain. And over toward Dodgeville, there might be a little rainfall. But that's all going to push south and east and away. Skies will be clearing out today. We stay a little quiet, at least today and into Thursday. But by Thursday, the next cool front swings in out of the northwest and another round of rain. Oh, not like we've seen, but I'm thinking rain amounts, oh, a tenth of an inch, maybe a quarter inch of thunderstorm may push it just a little bit more as we head through Thursday, even lingering on toward Friday. A little bit of that rain may stick with us. I'll have forecast details right after this. Keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Compier Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compier.com today. Compier Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. 523. All right, Stu, let's uh, hear about the forecast for today. Well, the rain isn't as big of a deal. Cloudy skies uh, starting off the day, some fog, maybe sprinkles in the south, but clearing from west to east, sunshine will break out and will still be up in the uh, mid-80s at least, if not warmer. A 94-degree record set at La Crosse yesterday. Northwest winds today about 5. Overnight, clearing it out, upper 50s, closer to 60. Northwest winds at 5. Sunshine Thursday, although some rain may already develop at La Crosse and Boston by late in the day. I expect, again, mid-80s with the west winds at 5. And then overnight Thursday into Friday, showers could be thunderstorms. A couple of tenths of an inch, maybe a quarter inch with a thunderstorm. Partly sunny Friday, lower 80s, southwest winds at 5 to 10. We still ought to be around 80 on Saturday, Pam, but... A little closer to normal. Sunday may find us back into the 70s, finally. All right, good deal. Well, good luck with the power, buddy. I hope they get it back sometime. You know, it makes a difference. Yeah, that's right. Wait until the rest of your family gets up and points out how many differences they're noticing. Oh, that was the instant. The Internet's not working. Uh, Yeah, the power went out. <laughs> well, see, there's maybe it's an educational moment, hey? 
Uh, maybe so. You never know. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. See you later. All right. Stu Mockag, meteorologist with us and our weather details. Let's uh, take a look at current conditions. You know, temperature-wise, we're not all that far off from what we had yesterday at this time. In La Crosse, you're starting out with cloudy skies this morning. 64. Mauston, clear in 63. Fond du Lac, clear in 66. Beaver Dam, you've got some clouds. You're at 64. At the airport in Madison, some overcast skies and 64 degrees. And again, I told you, love to have your rainfall reports or anything that happened in your backyard. 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. Or you can also send me your updates on Facebook. Send it to Fabulous Farm Babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dependable, hardworking, an essential part of our everyday life. Farmers, we appreciate you now more than ever before. And you deserve an off-road vehicle that's built extra tough to take you way beyond the daily grind. In fact, you deserve the Can-Am Defender. The Can-Am Defender is the most capable side-by-side yet. And farmers can receive a rebate of up to $1,500 on all new 2020 Defender models at Mad City Power Sports. Stop in for a no-contact test drive or visit madcitypowersports.com. Here's a way for the whole family to have fun together. Everybody can bike and run in the Try for Schools Unstoppable Families at Home Race, June 20th and 21st. Designed for kids of all ages, this at-home bike and run event lets your whole family complete their own course, celebrate healthy bodies and minds, and support local schools with fitness resources. You even get a shirt. Register today at tryforschools.org. Try for Schools, bringing out the champion in every kid. Sponsored by Dental Health Associates and Midwest Family Marketing. Dane County is bouncing back, and here's one good way you can help make our local economy stronger than ever. Shop local. It's easy to do, and it makes a big difference. This is Tom Walker, president of Midwest Family Madison. Did you know that for every dollar spent locally, two-thirds stays in our community? So whether you're in need of a little retail therapy, dining out at any of our fabulous local restaurants, or buying a new car from the dealer down the street, you're helping to make Dane County strong. We are fortunate to have a great variety of businesses right here in Madison and throughout southern Wisconsin. Head to MidwestFamilyMadison.com and click on the Now Open tab to find a directory of local businesses and service providers and see how they are operating as they bounce back. You can also add your business to the list. Click on Now Open at MidwestFamilyMadison.com and leave us a message. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise. Of Battles 1. 
If you're a homebound hero, you know how important it is to protect your home from flood season. That's why you call Xander Solutions. They'll make sure your home is sealed, safe, and ready for the rain to come. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Xander Solutions today. Saying a big black bear bought a big beef burger ten times fast could build an appetite. When it does, step into the Black Bear Inn in Cottage Grove for the Saturday Prime Rib Special, 5 to 10 p.m. Family, fun, and prime rib at the Black Bear Inn in Cottage Grove. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Settlers Bank is doing what needs to be done. We've helped keep 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses by making more than $53 million in payroll protection plan loans. We understand that these small businesses are the backbone of our economy. Working together, we can keep our economy moving forward. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. Attorney John Rihala on the benefits of choosing Clifford and Rihala to fight for your maximum injury settlement. There are a number of things that make me very proud of our firm, but I think the team we've assembled is what makes us your best choice. Our firm is not only staffed with some of the most skilled attorneys you'll find, but the network of doctors we have access to who are authorities in all fields dealing with traumatic injuries. The vocational rehabilitation specialists, accident reconstruction experts, the economists. Our skilled attorneys joined with this network of experts allows us to not only thoroughly analyze your injuries and your case, but also it creates a mastermind that yields creative and innovative strategies to achieve your maximum settlement. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Matt LaFleur says they had a lot of guys targeted at 26. That's why they moved up there. But guess what? A lot of the guys they had their eyes on were scooped up ahead of them. And they're like, all right, next best player on the board is Jordan Love. Uh, doesn't really add up like that, though, right? If LaFleur's trying to maintain that the Packers honed in on pick 26 just because they like that number and the group of players in that area, and they were not essentially trying to land Jordan Love, why didn't they, I don't know, grab a linebacker or a wide receiver? Why did they go for a quarterback who, in theory, is going to replace Aaron Well, maybe that's why it is, to replace Aaron Rodgers, but a quarterback who most teams that were talked to did not have a first-round grade on Jordan Love. I think this goes back to what we kind of talked about right after the draft, right? Like the Packers front office and Matt LaFleur, their board was different than pretty much all the other NFL teams boards, right? Mm -hmm. Because if they were anticipating on drafting or at least hoping to have the, the chance of drafting at 26 where they traded up to get love, they thought they had a lot of guys that would be available at 26 that that would still be there and now they're coming out and saying that's not true all those guys went early what does that tell you about their scouting and their anticipation about what the board was going to look like it was a lot worse than a lot of other NFL teams right Packers got the worst grade of draft well what I'm getting at is if if they were expecting all these guys to probably be there at 26 and they got up to 26 and all of a sudden they weren't their board had to have been different than the NFL or the rest of the NFL's boards because those guys went earlier. Yeah. Now, what did we say right after the draft? Wow, it looks like the Packers reached at almost every single draft 
their board must have been different. Besides that seventh round pick. Well, the big, the big That's sarcasm. Yeah. Your top three picks. And then you basically gave away your fourth rounder for Jordan love too. So you essentially reached on your first four picks. And that's where everyone was like, wow, their board must be way different than all other teams because they reached on every single one of them. And my God, was it ever. Now, could DeGuara be the next Kyle Juszczyk? Huge DeGuara fan here. Maybe. You huge DeGuara fan? Could, over Jay Sternberger, yes. Um, <laughs> though I think Jay Sternberger would be the better player. Same, but I'm, um, I'm DeGuara through and through. A.J. Dillon, could he turn into a, a solid running back that you want to give the ball Two decent amount. Yeah, he could. Could Jordan Love be a top ten quarterback? He could. But there's a lot of ifs. You don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of guarantees for this upcoming season. Yeah. And something we like to say around here too. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Well, it's twenty twenty actually. It might still be my aunt. So why don't they just come out and say it? Why do you gotta say, why do you gotta dance around it? You moved up to take a younger, cheaper guy to take over for Rodgers when they don't want to pay him $34 million a year anymore. Is that just too truthful? Oh, or, yeah. Or, sorry, Aaron. We're going to give you two, maybe three years, and then that's it. You know, it's just say it. We, You'll never hear him say it. I wish they would. Do you think Rodgers would prefer them to come out and say Hey, dude, you got three years. If you don't win the Super Bowl, we're getting rid of you. Would you want to know that right now? Would you want to know it, or would you just want to dance around the subject? Would you want to dance around the subject, or would you want to know? I I don't know. Because if you know... Sometimes, sometimes the tr- people can't handle the truth. If you know, would he ask for a trade? Would he mentally shut down? What what would go on with him, or would he say, "Okay, I got three years, let's let's get it going"? Yes. Well, ain't no time like the present, though. I mean, I don't know why. You know. I mean, you can think about this situation in your everyday life. Do you, would you want to know the truth and say, "Hey, you got three years," or would you want to dance around truth. it and always be second guessing what the hell's going on with the front office or the people around you? Truth. Right. It even happened to me. I had to go do that. Yep. Finally got to the bottom of it. Yep. It's obviously changed the ways I've felt. Yep. It changes your opinion on things. Big time. Changes how you look at things. By the way, welcome, Rowdy. Did you know there is no spoon? <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that, but... If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Already 535 now on a Wednesday. It looks like it's still going to be warm out there. We'll see daytime highs pushing into the upper 80s. And if you still have rainfall reports, go ahead and call me now. Toll free number 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. Or you can also send me a message on Facebook. Just look for Fabulous Farm Babe. Up before 6 o'clock, we're finally getting details on how the Wisconsin State FFA is going to go forward with a state convention. They do have to elect officers, and they do have to hand out some awards. 
Yesterday, Josh Scramling got a chance to catch up with Jeff Hicken from the Department of Public Instruction. All the details coming your way in just moments. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday, today, the third day of June. On this day, back in 1969, the last episode of Star Trek aired on NBC. Just think about that. The last episode, Captain Kirk and the crew, 1969. But how many different ways has Star Trek morphed into movies and spinoffs after that? But it happened on this date back in 1969. And on this day back in 1988, the film Big, directed by Penny Marshall, starring Tom Hanks, premiered in the United States. This date back in 1988, which by my recollection, 1988 was also a nasty drought year here in the state of Wisconsin. You know, really, our weather this year has been pretty favorable to Wisconsin agriculture, especially if you compare it to last year and all the wet weather that disrupted more than just planting. Last year's days of rain upon rain seem to be at bay for now, which can help more than just farmers in the field. For the Midwest Farm Reports, I'm Caitlin Riley. Talk with Adam Binsfeld. He's a president here at Brennan Marine in La Crosse and says that this year's weather has certainly been favorable for getting those agricultural products down the river. What are we looking at when it comes to the water level and what that's meant for barge movements? Well, the water level has uh, largely cooperated so far for the year. We had a spike earlier in the year, and that was just seasonal high water. And it's coming up again now with all the rain, but it's cooperated for the most part on the upper Mississippi. It has not impacted our, uh, our work. So compared to last year, that's a sure welcome from our end. I was going to say, what was last year like for you guys, and what kind of delays did you see with all the flooding and rain that we had? Yeah, last year was a difficult year for everybody on the water. The prolonged high water in lacrosse here, typically we see the first barges of the season around, uh, say, the end of March, beginning of April. And while we did have a couple barges come to lacrosse during that period, they were just relocating from other parts above St. Louis. We didn't get any new barges in last year until July 1st. It was a very difficult year. One I'd, uh, I'd sure like not to repeat. Yeah, I agree with that. What date did we start seeing barges in lacrosse this year? Well, this year was more typical. Uh, there was some lock and dam work south of us that was the holdup. I'd say about the first week in April is when we got our first barges in this year. So that wasn't bad at all. It was a good startup. And uh, so the high water really has been manageable this year so far. Hopefully it stays that way. I know sometimes when I like to take breaks from the studio, I'll walk through Riverside Park and you can see the barges moving along the river. What kind of cargo do they carry and what does that mean for our local businesses and individuals working in agriculture in this area? Yeah, so the main product in this area is is grain and pretty much allows the farmers 100, 200 miles east and west of the river to access the world market with their product. And I think without the river and the commerce on the river, we certainly wouldn't have so many farmers in the area. And I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but do you have any estimate of the quantity of grain that moves through? You'd see, I mean, anywhere from 500 to a million tons out of this area. 
And what happens when we have years like we did last year? Does that put a backlog not only on places like Cargill that has to store the grain facility, but also you who has to eventually put this on a barge and move it downriver? Well, the backlog from last year was the grain moved out in July and August later than normal, of course. That grain was uh, the previous year's harvest. Now, last year's harvest, it moved out according to contracts and, and whatnot. So there was really no backlog from the high water last year carried into the season that I know of. Well, it's always great news to hear when we are looking at those positive movements out there on the river. And I'm sure our farmers who are looking to access that market are looking forward to that as well. I think those are all the questions that I have for you, Adam. But is there anything else that you want to add or anything else that you want people to know? No, no, not, nothing from my end. Appreciate you thinking of us. Thank you for your time. Like I said, I know you guys are always pretty busy and we appreciate what you do. Once again, it's Adam Binsfeld, president of Brennan Marine, helping provide an outlet for farmers who could be 200 miles east or west of the Mississippi River. And he says so far, 2019 has been smooth sailing. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Caitlin Riley. Compere Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. 541 on the clock. Uh, Markets are a little bit mixed in overnight electronic trade going into a Wednesday session. December corn right now down a penny at 336. November soybeans, they're up two and a half cents right now at 863. July wheat, that's down a penny, 507 a bushel. Another big day yesterday as far as dairy product prices. Barrel cheese gained 11 and a quarter cents to 221 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese up 10 and a half at 250 and a half. And double A butter gained five and a half cents at 172 a pound. The July milk is up 16 cents overnight at 1842. August milk is up three, 1733. But again, September through January, our milk prices are well below the $17 mark. Keeping an eye on livestock in the equity sales barn locations around the state. As of yesterday, the beef steers and heifers were ranging a dollar to a dollar thirteen, topped at a dollar fourteen per pound. The Holstein steers eighty one to eighty eight cents, topped at ninety three cents a pound. Cows were generally selling from thirty eight to fifty four, topping at seventy two cents a pound. The Holstein bull calves went from sixty to one hundred and ninety dollars an animal. Heifers thirty one to a hundred and five dollars per animal, and those beef calves sixty to two hundred and forty three dollars per animal. But again, hogs not much of a change in their price. Butcher hogs remain unchanged, twenty nine to thirty five cents a pound. It looks like we've finally got a decision on what's going to happen with our Wisconsin State FFA. They voted this week in a board of directors meeting to go virtual for the 2020s. That allow them to select state officers and present some awards. Josh Scramlin caught up with uh, Department of Public Instruction's Jeff Hicken to talk about the details for this year's convention. Details next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
You have a business, but not sure of your requirements for reopening? Signs by Tomorrow can help. On their website, they have a download for a checklist. Get ready. Signs by Tomorrow can help prepare your interior with walking patterns, sanitizing stations, and wipe carts. Get set. Signage for required health practices. Go! Call Signs by Tomorrow or order directly on their website. Signsbytomorrow.com forward slash Madison. Get prepared. Signs by Tomorrow can help. I don't want to brag. That means you're totally about to brag. Everything in my home matches. Matches perfectly. It's all pulled together. That's because I have my own personal interior designer. You have your own interior designer because you shop at Lazy Boy. My Lazy Boy designer can pull strings and get me custom fabrics that match, handles and feet that coordinate my personal style, and color combinations that nobody else has. Everybody can have it. You just have to start at Lazy Boy. My personal designer knows how to bring it all together without it looking all, all, um, what's the word? It's not all matchy-matchy. You get the idea. Of course, this kind of customization isn't available to just anyone. It's available to everyone. Unless you have a personal designer. From Lazy Boy. It all comes together with Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. When you cool your home with an Infinity system from Carrier, you can rest easy knowing that you're providing the right choice and comfort and energy efficiency for your family. With a parts-limited warranty of up to 10 years and SEER ratings of up to 21, Carrier systems offer reliable solutions to your family's home cooling needs. For greater comfort and peace of mind, turn to the experts at Carrier. Call your Carrier factory authorized dealer, RA Heating and Air Conditioning in Evansville. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep fried and served on a stick. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. It is in mid-June that we usually see thousands of blue jackets descend on the Alliant Energy Center in Madison for the Wisconsin State FFA Convention. But back on April 15th, it was announced that due to the pandemic, the state convention was being postponed until further notice. For the Midwest Farm Report, my name is Josh Scramlin. And what's been going on with the convention and any alternate plans since that announcement was made in April? Jeff Hicken is with the Department of Public Instruction. He joins me for a look at things. Uh, Jeff, back in April, you guys said there was hopes that you could maybe hold a state convention later in the summer. Is that still a thought, or are we leaning towards something online? Well, uh, Josh, you know, glad you called and that you asked. Um, we had a, a board meeting yesterday afternoon, and we did finally make a decision that we will not have anything <clears throat> during the summer in person. Um, we will be doing an online experience. Uh, and then actually we were hoping that we were going to be able to do it during the June 15th time when the regular convention is, but because of the delay and everything, we are going to look at July 6th through the 10th is when we're going to start uh, releasing results of uh, proficiency awards, our state stars, uh, all of those type of information. Um, we still are going to do some things leading up to that. Uh, the state officers want to do something every Friday on social media. Uh, they're still working out some details with that. We will probably also during the week of June 15th um, have some type of social media presence where we will have a couple of videos just trying to build 
hopefully the excitement and and encourage uh, people during July 6th to the 10th to be able to join us during during those sessions. Okay, so just so we're clear, what would normally happen in mid-June at an in-person convention is now going to happen in mid-July virtually, correct? Correct. And of course, it, it will be shortened. It'll be shortened um, segments <clears throat> just because, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody's getting social media and, and virtual um their eyes are struggling, and so we're going to try to break it up and have different times of the day. We'll, we'll release a schedule here probably during the week of June 15th so that people kind of know when we're going to be doing different things. Yeah, well, I'm curious, Jeff, because, I mean, when you're not the one organizing, it's pretty easy to say, okay, well, convention's canceled uh, physically, so they'll just do it online. But I'm sure there's a lot that goes into a virtual convention or an event such as yours. It takes time, I'm sure. There is. And we're <clears throat> we're hopeful that we're going to be able to um, uh, bring officers after the June 30th from our agency deadline together that first couple days of July uh, to do some other recordings and, and some videos. Um do their opening ceremony, those type of things. Um, so, yeah, there there is a lot. Um, there's a lot more than what I think people realize when when you try to take a in person one, which you've been doing for forever, and now trying to put it to a to an online experience that makes it entertaining and enjoyable for people to view, you know, from their homes. I'm sure. And what are you hearing from FFA chapters around the state? I mean, are they just at this point, we, we'll, we'll take anything? Yeah, that's exactly, you know, they're, they're ready to, to have something happen. Um, our state officers are obviously ready to, to make something happen. Um, we did, you know, we did have some chapters that did their own uh, chapter banquets uh, virtually um, and did little segments there, which has been interesting to be able to see how, how they have been able to do it. Um, you know, we still have to find out. We have a, a, pr- a process now that we have to now figure out how we're going to make this all happen to come up with our new officer team. Um, so we have the candidates, and now we need to reach out to them and find out if they will make sure that they have the technology um, and the Internet to be able to connect virtually when we start doing interviews and stuff with that process. Jeff, you're reading my mind because that's exactly where I was going with this, was uh, the same conversation that we were having when uh, colleges were canceled. You know, everybody went back to their homes, and what we found is that uh, rural broadband is a real issue. So I can see that uh, kind of playing in with uh, some of the officer candidates, I'm sure. Correct, yeah. So we want to make sure that that everybody is it's equal and and that it we're we're doing the right thing for all of these candidates to make sure that they're able to do it um the hope is probably the last week of june is when we're looking right now tentatively scheduled to do these interviews um and and we'll see hopefully all the candidates stay in the pool um but it's you know different times and and we've, we're explaining to them in a letter that's being sent today that, uh, you know, they're going to have, it may not be the same, obviously, in the fall is what we're accustomed to and what they're going to be able to do. So 
trying to make sure that everybody's aware of it and that we're able to make sure that everything goes off without any problems. State FFA convention was supposed to happen June 15th through the 18th in Madison. It was postponed indefinitely back in April, and now we are learning that there is going to be a virtual convention of sorts in mid-July. Jeff, let's keep talking about officer selection. Did you notice that less FFA members have participated in this process since it's online, or are there more participants since everyone has been cooped up with not a whole lot to do? Yeah. We actually, um, we looked at the last, last year and this year, we are actually at the identical number of candidates. Um, 36 candidates is what we have uh, for this year. Um, you know, and our process obviously is going to change. Um, we, will, we will not have, um, we will have a selection panel that will actually select our 10 officers, one from each section. Um, we won't be able to figure out, you know, we've tried to come up with a plan of can we bring the delegate, you know, two delegates from every chapter to some kind of a Zoom or anything. Um, but the board decided that we're going to go with this plan and just let this this panel um, make the selection of our next 10 officers. And obviously everybody's understanding. I mean, it is just a completely different circumstances than anything we've ever had before. Um, and as more and more events get canceled, I'm sure people are, are very understanding of the situation you guys are in. Um, but what are your words to all the FFA members out there that are listening right now uh, for the rest of 2020? Well, what I can say is that this state officer team is going to put on a an amazing online experience for you. Um, they they have been waiting to to be able to do these things. It's not what they want, but it's what we're what we're dealt with, and they want so so much to be able to serve those you as members. Um, I know that a lot of you have had a chance to meet with them virtually. They have kind of come to your chapter meetings or to your officer meetings virtually. Um, so we're we're excited. We know that this this isn't the same, but we know that it's going to be the best that that we can put together, and hopes that you will all enjoy it um, and be ready for this next coming year. And hopefully, we'll be able to go back to normal and have the things that we've been doing. I love that because yes, you guys you guys are doing something. That that's the biggest part is that you guys are doing something for the kids and I'm so happy to see that. So uh, Jeff Hicken with the Department of Public Instruction, it's normally in mid-June that we see all the corduroy blue jackets descend on the Alliant Energy Center, but uh, sadly the physical FFA state convention had to be postponed about a month and a half ago and now we are looking towards an online convention taking place the first week of July. Jeff Good to talk with you. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate it, and uh, take care of yourself. Yes, I certainly will. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Okay, that was great, Jeff. Thank you so much. Can't get enough farm news? The story 